Are there soulless people, people who don't have souls? Can you lose your soul? You know, there's that one story where Jesus talks about gaining the world but losing your soul. Can you lose your soul? Is, is, here's another one. Can, can a dog have a soul? Yeah, people, people, it's, is having a soul tied to consciousness, to being self-aware, sentience? And I've, I've wondered this too, you know, for people who think that though too, and here, here's why I can't go there with that too. I mean, we, we have different opinions, but could I lose my soul to dementia or brain injury? From time to time, religion gets into this question about who has a soul. And do, we've asked this question, do non-Christians have souls? That, that question has been asked in the past. Slaves. Do slaves have souls? Because the second that you decide that a person doesn't have a soul, or maybe that doesn't have a or as a lesser than soul, all bets are off on anyone deemed to be having a, a lesser soul or not having a soul. Horrible things can happen. And I was thinking about prisons. It is customary, and has been for a long time, it's, very, it's customary that when you go into a prison as a prisoner to, to, to strip a person, not, not just of their clothes, although that happens, but also of their name to assign them a number. We had the child last Sunday, 177. 24601, for those of you who lay Miz fans out there. It's to reduce a person to a number. And that's it. And sometimes we've marked people with those numbers too. We've, we tattooed it on them. My guide through... Jerusalem and Galilee a few weeks ago was a wonderful man named Yosef. And here, here's a picture of him. This is our guide. Um, I'm going to tell you something about Yosef. Yosef did not like to shop, and nor do I. So we would sneak off, he would smoke, and I would have coffee. So I got to know the guy, got to, got to know the guy in those breaks. Now, Yosef is a Christian. Now, I want you to just take the labels here for a second and just kind of put this, you know, think about what's going on in the world and think about this guy. Joseph is a Christian who is living in a Jewish nation. And his family, his family has lived in an apartment in the Christian quarter of the old city of Jerusalem, the city that has been there since the time before Jesus. The wall of the apartment, in, of his apartment, is right next to an ancient church. That they've been there for centuries. He is also an Israeli citizen and a Palestinian because his family roots go back that far. He can safely travel into the West Bank where most Israelis can't. He speaks fluently Arabic, Hebrew, and English. Yosef is a living enigma. 
And in a world that is obsessed with putting people on sides and figuring out what sides you're on, that poor guy is never comfortable ever. He never really feels safe. As he, and as he said, people are never really comfortable with him either because they're always suspicious about whose side he's on. There are people who just insist on calling him Joe or Joseph even after he's told them how to say his name. What do you suppose that is? Yosef, it's not that hard. This is nothing new. If you think about it with Jesus, the people in Jesus' life are always trying to get to know where his loyalties are. Because you think about it, he was a Jew who some thought was the Messiah, and the Messiah was supposed to come in and drive out the Romans. But he was known for showing compassion and mercy to the occupying Roman military. Even that where he lived, he, he lived up in the north in Galilee where both Jews and Samaritans lived, but it, it was, they were kind of the Jews that had fallen away. But he still revered Jerusalem the capital of the southern Judean kingdom. And Jesus, his name wasn't Jesus, right? His name was Yeshua. It was the name his mother gave him. And yet over time, we started calling him Jesus, Jesus. We, we, we gave him new names. But his name was Yeshua. People around him always wanted to know whose side he was on. We've renamed him. And of course, the th same, we've got the same thing going on here and now. People right now, you, you, you want to know who you're safe to be around and to kind of be, to, to share yourself with because who you can trust in today's world. Because where do your loyalties lie? Whose side are you on? This is an important question for right now. Because when dangerous divisions take place, I'm going to call it, there's, there's an evil playbook. And it's been with human, human beings for a long time. When dangerous divisions take root, when humans start fearing one another, we dehumanize with names the words that we use. Sometimes it's just a, a mean-spirited nickname. Sometimes we do it in the name of safety and security. But the moment that you begin to use terms that are born out of fear or anger, whether the word that you're using is woke mob or extremists or nut jobs or ultra mega or I heard this one for the first time in a long time when I was in the Middle East, towel heads. I had not heard that one for a long time. But whenever the name calling begins, be aware. Be aware. As soon as you begin to use names that are meant to demean or dehumanize a person, it is a denial of their soul. Set aside these things such as anger, rage, malice, slander, and obscene language. 
Don't lie to each other. Take off the old human nature with its practices and put on the new nature, which is renewed in knowledge by conforming to the image of the one who created it. In this image, there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all things and in all people. Something dark happens. It happens to a person when you strip away a person's identity and give them a new one. When we view another human being as somehow being less moral or stupid, or just simply on the wrong side. Jesus' way of living calls us to something better. Here's the thing. There are people who don't feel safe right now. They find themselves anxious and uneasy in their own state, in their own country. And they've been identified, or there's this need to identify people as being suspicious or potentially dangerous including a man named Kareem. Kareem is an Arab-American who a couple of years ago dared to do something. Take a look. In this heart lies for you a My love, my love. 
separate us from Christ's love? Will we be separated by trouble or distress or harassment or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, we are being put to death all day long for your sake. We are treated like sheep for slaughter. But in all these things, we win a sweeping victory through the one who loved us. I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not death or life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things, not powers or height or depth or any other thing that is created. We have seen people demeaned, treated like sheep for slaughter, for their gender identity, race, sexual orientation, religion, and those are the leading causes of the, the rising hate crimes in our land. And what are we to say of this? I am convinced that God has put a better spirit in us. I see it. I see it in Kareem's video. There is a spirit that calls to us. Those who have chosen to follow Christ's way, that spirit calls to us through our baptism to renounce powers of evil and injustice and extend dignity to all. To learn from the wisdom of the prophets, to do justice, to, lo to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. To grow in faith and extend compassion and inclusivity to all. And in a world that is obsessed with right and wrong and good and bad, in and out, who's on this side or the other, we name people child of God. No matter what people say. We affirm the spirit, the soul, that God puts into all. Here's my thing, though. Do the Kareems or the Yosefs, do all those who are feeling distressed or harassed, who are scared of the laws that they see being passed around them, do they know that they are safe with you? Do they know that they can trust you? How would they know? Do they have to stand out on a street blindfolded and beg to find out who they can trust? Or are you willing to make yourself available 
You see, I, I know, I know that God has put a spirit in you that wants to do your part to resist oppression and evil and stand up for justice. I know that. But are you willing to go to cross lines and serve a meal and talk to people who are feeling very vulnerable? Will you get out and walk to extend love and hope at the upcoming Parkinson's Foundation Moving Day Walk? Because I guarantee you there is somebody on that walk who just got the news of their diagnosis. Do they know that they're safe with you? And just today, after our service right now, we're, we're going to be having a conversation about potential after-school programs in our building when it's done this summer. Programs that talk about safety and compassion for the hundreds of young people that walk past this building every single week. Are you willing to be present with those kids to let them know that you are a compassionate, inclusive adult? Will you make yourself available? These are just a few tangible ways that you can be church. Share a better spirit in this city. Will you pray with me? Lord, let your light shine through me so that someone this week, this week, who is feeling distressed or harassed knows they can trust me, that they are safe with me. Let your Holy Spirit flow through my soul and shine with your love. And let the words of our mouths and the meditations of all of our hearts honor you. Amen.